LinkedIn data theft, Amazon's big podcast purchase, and three easy ways to get your resume noticed, things that you can do today. Welcome to Working Girl Talk. Whether you're working a corporate job, side hustling, or building a business, Working Girl Talk is the podcast and community for women who work. I'm your host, Abby Zufelt, and I'm here to help you feel confident walking into the workday and to help you get excited about your career. Now, let's talk. Hi friends, I am so grateful you're joining me today. Welcome back to the show. Today is going to be a fun episode. We've got some juicy headlines and some quick tips that I think will be very helpful for you. And as I'm recording this, we're heading into a holiday weekend, so that is always fun too. So whenever you're listening to this, I hope you're feeling the vacation holiday vibes. And just a quick reminder before we get into this week's headlines is that if you haven't left a review for the podcast, make sure to do so because it's always so helpful to hear what you have to say to get your feedback and reviews help the podcast get seen by more women and don't we all want that we want to grow this community and quick tip if you have left a review already did you know you can leave another one yes yes you can you can leave another review so make sure to rate the podcast five stars leave a review and share with a friend it's always helpful i love getting podcast recommendations for my friends so share that copy that link share it with a friend who needs to hear it thank you so much and let's dive into this week's headlines our first headline is quite baffling that is the only word I can use to describe it. I'm very confused about all of this, but let's see what we can figure out together. Fortune reports that personal data for 700 million LinkedIn users, nearly 93% of company's members, has been put up for sale online. That is so much data. So hackers have already posted a sample of the data, which included information for 1 million users, according to a report on Restore Privacy. The article goes on to say the data appears to be recent with samples from 2020 and 2021, according to the report. But then in a statement to Fortune, a LinkedIn spokesperson disputed it and said, we've investigated and there's no evidence that this is new data from 2020 and 2021. So already I'm getting confused. So the report from Restore Privacy and what LinkedIn is saying is different. And then the article that goes on to say the price for this enormous data collection, $5,000. I feel like that's not that much. It's so again, I'm just, yeah, there's a lot going on here. And the fortune said that the data examined by the site did not include login credentials or financial information, which is a good thing in my opinion, but it did include a wealth of personal information that could be used to assume someone's identity, including full names, phone numbers, physical addresses, email address, geolocation records, LinkedIn username and profile URLs, genders, personal and professional experiences. You get the gist. The interesting thing about that though, those are all attributes that are available on LinkedIn anyway. Like I can go and see your full name, where you live, where you work. This is just an interesting story, but it made me think a little bit more about what I put on there and my data. And I mean, the whole point of LinkedIn is to network and get a job, but that is also personal information. So now I'm feeling a conflict and maybe you are too. So if you are, you are not alone, <laughs> but interesting. We'll see what LinkedIn does with this. I also linked this article if you want to read more about it as well. 
Next story, The Verge reports that TikToks are about to get longer. The app is now rolling out the ability for everyone to publish videos up to three minutes in length, which is three times the existing one minute limit. As you know, I don't have TikTok anymore. Go back and listen to my TikTok episode. And I also just don't have time for that. But if you are still TikToking, which it's really fun if you are, so I love it. But if you are, you have the potential to make longer videos and they have been testing this since December, but now they're going to make it, make it available for everyone. Although the article pointed out that people on TikTok still will probably do the short videos to keep people coming back and do like the part one, part two, part three. And I agree. Those are always really good at getting people on the edge of their seat and coming back for more. Next story from the podcast business journal. Amazon's big podcast purchase. So everyone is kind of buzzing about on this one in the podcast world, I guess. And Bloomberg says that Amazon Music has signed a deal with Smartless. It's a podcast hosted by Will Arnett, Jason Bateman, and Sean Hayes for between 60 and $80 million that gives them one week exclusivity for episodes. Wow, that is quite the deal. And Amazon, again, is just diving into this podcast world. It's like Amazon and Spotify are just going back and forth competing against each other for the deals. I want to know, do you listen to this show? I've seen the cover before, but I have not heard anything about it in my circle. And I talk podcast with stuff with a lot of people. So I don't know anyone that listens to it, but I have seen the cover before and maybe it's just, I don't know. I don't, I really don't know anything about it. So if you listen to it, let me know, but they have some really famous hosts on there and that is a nice chunk of change. Just goes to show that the podcast game is really heating up. It's like we have the streaming wars going on. Now we have the podcast wars, but I think the podcast wars is just getting even bigger than that streaming war. Next story, Panera is selling Oban Pan, and I'm so sorry for my pronunciation. I took French in college, and I'm not as great as I used to be, so <laughs> apologize for the pronunciation. But Panera purchased Oban Pan in 2017 and will sell all 171 locations to Ampex and will allow them to franchise 131 additional locations. The deal was finalized this week. They did not disclose the terms, but Ampex Brands is a franchisee that owns more than 400 Pizza Hut, KFC, Taco Bell, Long John Silvers, and 7-Elevens, and they're the ones buying Oban Pan. So I just thought that was an interesting thing to know. A few years ago when Panera bought Oban Pan, um, that was big news like that's a big chain so Oban Pan for some background is a chain of like cafe style restaurants back east in America I think I've never been to one and I'm on the west coast so that's probably why but that's a big purchase and something interesting in this article from CNN about it is they said the new owner said the acquisition is a sign that fast casual breakfast restaurant business is rebounding as America emerges from the pandemic Millions of commuters have been working from home, foregoing bakeries on the way to the office. Instead, many people have been eating breakfast at home. So I think they're just getting ready for this resurgence, and I hope it does well for them. Next and last headline this week. Gap's upcoming Yeezy line with Kanye West could bring in nearly $1 billion in incremental sales next year, according to an analysis by Wells Fargo. 
And that's pretty much it on that. <laughs> Wells Fargo did an analysis and that's what they're predicting. There we go. It's ex according to an analysis by Wells Fargo, it could bring in $1 billion in sales next year. The only item we've seen so far from that collection is that blue jacket. And it looks kind of cool, but there's also only that like one picture of it. So I want to see all the angles, but I'm sure that it will be a success and I'm interested to see the full line come out. And let's get to the today's topic. I, again, I said this is going to be a bite-sized topic, but I think it's going to be pretty valuable and something really important to think about. As I've talked in past episodes, right now there's a new resurgence, a new interest in job searching and I've talked about it in past episodes, like I said, but just a quick summary. Um, after the pandemic, people are kind of realizing what's important to them in jobs, and it was kind of a reset for a lot of people on what's important to them in life and how they want to spend their time because life is so precious. So people are, there is a resurgence in job searching, and a lot of companies are hiring right now. So what better time to talk about resumes? Also, this came to my mind because last week I did sit on a panel discussion for my alma mater and they one of the, the topics was resumes and they did a presentation on resumes, which I always think is so fascinating to hear all the different opinions about resumes. And I and so we were talking about some topics and I gave some tips and so did some other individuals. And after that, I was just like, you know, I love talking about resumes and it's been a while since we've talked about it on the pod. Let's do this. So three easy tips, things you can do today to get resume noticed. And this is helpful for anyone with a resume. And that even includes small business owners, business owners, entrepreneurs, wherever you're on your journey. I feel like everyone needs a resume. And even just to have it on your LinkedIn so people can see your experience. Perfect. Three easy tips to get your resume noticed. Number one, this is my favorite tip of all time. And maybe it's because I've had personal experience with this, but Look at your typeface and font. So making sure that one, your resume is readable, yes. But if you wanna add a little bit of personality to your resume, look at the font you're using and is there a way you can add some personality that way? And I say this because sometimes we wanna make our resume really fun and add graphics, but most of the time we don't need that. These resumes are going into computer systems that are looking for words and the graphics can kind of mess that up. And I've looked at a lot of resumes. I've been in positions where I've done a lot of interviewing and resumes and I don't really care. I mean, as long as it looks very nice and professional, I'm more interested in the content, not so much the graphic design of all these flowers or detail, things like that. So I think a nice way to add some personality is to look at your font and make sure it's a fun. Like we love Helvetica and Arial. Those are fine. But if you can find a fun font that captures your personality that is still very readable and professional, I think that is such a nice way to help it get noticed when employers or potential employers are looking at it. So I recommend two different font websites to just explore the fonts and see what's out there. And they are free. Defont.com. So that's D-A-F-O-N-T.com and font squirrel squirrel like the animal so font squirrel.com those are two websites that offer free fonts and are really just fun and they i mean there's also some crazy ones don't use a crazy one that no one can read but fonts that are fun professional it really just adds some personality without being over the top so that is why that is one of my favorite tips is is could i be an imp implementing or incorporating a 
better or more fun font and even look into like the whole font pairings too you might want to use a different font with a serif for your name on top and maybe a sans serif for some of the bullet points in your art in your resume I almost said article <laughs> we're not writing an article we're doing resume but so that is a great way to do that I will say from personal experience I actually had an interview one time where she was like what font is this and she wrote it down so it did get me noticed there <laughs> and that was one of my favorite fonts ever it's called caviar dreams and it is one of my favorite fonts it's so beautiful and modern next tip because this is three easy tips to get resume noticed the skills section one have this section in, and i'm sure you already do because we're all in this working girl talk gang and we have a skills section but if you don't your reminder to have one and making sure those skills align with the job description and if you're ever confused on what to put here Look at that job description. What are the skills that it takes to actually do this job? Do you want this job? Do you feel like you're a good fit for this job? Then you would have the skills to do the job, right? So making sure those skills align and a, a few ways to, if you're like, I don't know what to put here. I feel like I don't have any skills. Here are two options that could be a good place to kind of start. I think some good skills are include some certifications. So LinkedIn has free certifications that you can do on your profile. I've done the SEO one and I think I'm trying to remember what the other one I did. I think I did a Google Analytics or an AdWords one. Those can kind of be a good way to put something if you don't know what to put there. It's like, oh, LinkedIn certified on this. And Google also has certifications. So Google has Google Analytics certifications, ad certifications, Google Search Console, all of that stuff. That's always impressive to me if that aligns to the job. And in my industry, it always does. But those are just two examples of places to look for certifications and really make sure that I can put that skill and I own that skill. I have that skill. So that's a great option. There's also a ton of other free resources to gain different skills in whatever industry you're in. Those are just two that I would recommend to start with and see if it aligns with your industry and what you are applying for. But again, we really want to make sure to have that skill section. I've looked at a lot of resumes, like I've said before, and I actually do jump to the skills section a lot because sometimes I'm just like, you're going through a lot of resumes. It's kind of like, okay, can they do the job? So I'm looking at the skills. Okay, cool. Like that, those actually align really good with the job. Then I move over to experience and read about everything they've done in a longer format. So I think that skill section is crucial. Make sure to add that if you don't have it and put some skills in there that really apply to the jobs in the industry you're wanting to work in and you can do that by learning new skills, by even just identifying the skills you already have. So I think that's just a good reminder to check that every once in a while. And easy tip number three, edit your resume based on your job description that you're applying for. And this isn't something that you need to do every time. As a quote from a CNBC article says, in certain instances, recruiters and hiring managers say it will significantly boost your chances of scoring an interview. So that's why I say that. That's an easy thing to edit if you want to really get this job. So it's one thing if you're sending your resume out to a few different jobs at the same time and they're all kind of similar, okay? But if there's really a dream job in there that you really want, you really need that interview, look at the job description and whatever words really demonstrate your abilities in the description replace a few of those words in your resume even in your experience even if it's a specific industry and you can't fit all your experience as well make sure you edit it to be the relevant experience so that's what we're talking about when we're saying 
And when people say like edit your resume based on the job description and personalize it for each job, that's what they're talking about. So making sure it's that relevant experience and making sure that you're using those keywords that company uses and those skills that that company wants this person to have. So those are that's a great way to get your resume noticed is to personalize it a little bit to the job you're applying to. And again, like that CNBC article said, maybe you don't need to do this every time, but if this is really that like dream job and you really want it, might as well do everything you can to get your resume noticed, right? Editing it based on the job description can be very helpful. Those are our three easy tips that you can implement starting today, starting right now after this. Unless you have to go to work, go to work first, then do this after <laughs> just a little refresh. Number one, is there a font you could be using to add a little bit of more personality that's still professional and readable to edit your resume, to have the proper skills that align with the job and making sure that you're doing things to gain those skills to align with your industry. Three, edit your resume based on the job description. I wish you the best of luck on your job searching journey. You can do this. And at the end of every episode, I do a Friday favorite. And today's Friday favorite is a quote, never give up for that is just the place in time that the tide will turn by Harriet Beecher Stowe. I thought that was a great quote. I saw that in an email newsletter this week and I thought that was a good one. Keep that in mind throughout the rest of your week. Don't give up. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Make sure to hit that subscribe button, copy the link and share it with a friend who is job searching right now. And I will talk to you next week. Have a wonderful work day.